all the earth will shout his praise. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? All the earth. I'm amazed that at Easter time, pretty much the whole earth stops to remember Jesus. Pretty much the whole earth stops. It's different this year. My hope is in Australia, at least, there's plenty of other places. Unfortunately, they're not free to sing, but the church can sing. And my hope is that there's a resonance of praise all over our nation this day as the church celebrates every day. But this day, as many people join the church, maybe you're joining online for the first time, that Jesus is alive. And as Jeff mentioned, there's so much significance in that, way more than we'd ever understand. You and I can celebrate that Jesus is alive. You and I can celebrate that Jesus gave his life so that he no longer counts your sin against you. No longer. You can celebrate that God has made you right with him. Do you know God sees you and he likes you, he loves you. You were all good with God. He's made you right for all time. Nothing you can do changes that. There's so much for us to celebrate, so much. On Good Friday, this was our key verse. You might have to help me, Noah, thanks. This was our verse on Good Friday. It said this, our firm decision is to work from this focus centre. This is talking about the church as a focus centre and that person is Jesus. One man died for everyone and that puts Everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life. A resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. We celebrate that on Good Friday and we can. One man died for you. One man died for everyone. His name was Jesus. It puts us all on this common level ground before God. No one's superior. Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's forgiven. We get to choose whether we receive that or accept that. But as far as God's concerned, that's what we celebrate. So that, is, that was our key verse, our focus verse on Friday. Today, our focus verse is going to be this. Can you help me know a next one? Thanks. Same. Same good news. Our firm decision is to work from this focus centre because we're actually on mission with Jesus. One man died for everyone that puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone. He included you in his death so that everyone, so that you could also be included in his life. A resurrection life, a life far better, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. Do you know, you and I have an invitation to live with Jesus in this resurrection life. And that life is far better than you could ever live on your own. Ever felt like you're doing life in your own strength? You don't have to do that. You and I have an invitation to live with Jesus. He's alive. He places his spirit in believers. We have an invitation. And that life is far better than you could ever, ever, ever live on your own. Do you believe that? Does anyone believe that today? Cool. Anyone living a far better life than living on their own? I've got a lot of preaching to do today. There's going to be a lot of conversions in the house today. A far better life. Have you ever tried to do something on your own? Has anyone ever gone out to dinner by themselves? Yeah. It's kind of cool once, maybe. 
But like if you're away for work or something and you go out for dinner and you're on your own, that's nothing compared to a dinner around a table with friends and family and laughter and joy and deep relationship. You and I have an invitation to do life with Jesus and it's far better than you could ever do on your own. Anyone ever watched a really funny movie by themselves? Come on, let me see some hands, yeah? Yeah. Like, that's cool, but what do you wish? Yeah, wish you could share it. I, I love, I've, I've done that before, and then I can't wait to watch that movie with my kids. It was, they had to get a few years older before I could watch that movie with my kids. But I loved it and we laughed out. I'm not going to tell you what movie it is because you'd probably judge me. Um, but it was very, very funny. It's, these guys probably know what it is. Um, it's so much better to do life with Jesus in a resurrection style of life than to try and do life on your own. Now, if I'm honest, I think sometimes I try and do that, just try and do life on my own. It was never meant to be that way. You have a God who loves you, he's forgiven you for your sin, he's made you right with God and he wants to live with you now. That there's so much to the story, it's not actually I'm cool when I go to heaven, it's a now kind of life, it's a resurrection kind of life and it's far better than you could ever live on your own. But we have to choose it, like Jeff said, we've got we've to lean in, we've got to choose it, we've got to choose it. Today, I want to explore this first. What, what, no, we'll go back. Thanks, Noah. Just here, a far better life than you ever lived on your own. What is that kind of life? How is it different, really? Because you look around in our community and people are just doing life. How's it different for you? How's it different for anyone that wants to believe? And what I want to pick up on is the words that Jesus spoke after he was risen from the dead. There was a unique period of time where Jesus rode from the dead and he walked around alive and spoke to many people. What are the words that he spoke? I want to pick up on some major themes that Jesus spoke after he rose from the dead. So this is not in his ministry, not in his public life. It's public after he rose. But these were his resurrected words. If you had an opportunity to speak words before you knew you were going to actually speak no more physically, before Jesus ascended and went to heaven, this is what he said. My hope is, my expectation is that there's words here today that you and I can own. And if we live with these instructional words from the resurrected Jesus, our life will look ridiculously different. A life far better than we could ever do on our own. I'm going to give this a shot. You're with me, Noah. Thank you. This is Mary. This is Mary's story, two Marys actually, and they run to the tomb early in the morning, the day Jesus rose from the dead. And so the women ran quickly to the tomb. They ran, they ran really fast. They, They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples this angel's message because they saw with their own eyes that Jesus was not there. And as, as they went, Jesus met them and he greeted them. And they ran to him, they grasped his feet, and, he wor- and they worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid! Exclamation mark. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. So here's these words. One of the first, some of the first words that Jesus spoke after he rose from the dead. And they were these words. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. 
That's a theme of a resurrected kind of life with Jesus. You and I don't have to choose fear. Now you might go, well, well that's, here's the background for these two Marys. So the couple of other verses before that, early on the Sunday morning, it's not on the screen, as the day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. Suddenly, so this is just an everyday Sunday morning, but they go, actually, we're going to go to the tomb of Jesus because they had an expectancy that something was going on. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Any earthquakes this morning? Not yet that I know of. Um, For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards that were there says they shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. So these two Marys, two women leading the way, go to the tomb. They got every right to be afraid. They got every right. You have probably every right with circumstances in your life to be afraid. There's real stuff going on. Life does that to us. However, a resurrected Jesus would look you in the eye, no matter what's going on in your life, and say, don't be afraid. When you understand that Jesus is with you, that his presence is with you, and he loves you, you don't need to be afraid, ever. It's an internal, like my hunch is that there's many, many people living this life who live it afraid. What's that? What's that about? Sure, there's massive circumstances in life, but I believe how your life can be far better with Jesus is that you don't have to be afraid. Anyone hearing me this morning? You don't have to be afraid. What about this one? Jesus connects with his disciples. We'll go to the next verse. Thanks, Noah. And he says this. He kind of just shows up. He kind of appears and says, That Sunday evening, this is the evening of the resurrection day, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were what? Afraid, living in fear of the Jewish leaders, and rightly so, but with Jesus, you don't have to be afraid. Suddenly, Jesus just appeared. He was standing there amongst them. And he says, Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed him the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. You know, life with Jesus, his resurrected words to you and me today, he would look you in the eye and he would say, peace be with you. That's a beautiful kind of life. That's a far better life than you can ever do on your own. I absolutely believe at present in our society, there's chronic anxiety. There's conflict all over the place. There's relational conflict everywhere. And in all of that, Jesus would want to look you in the eye with these resurrection words and he would say, peace be with you. You and I can live in peace. You and I can live in a place in our soul that's at peace. You know the story, you've heard the story of Jesus when he calms the storm and and this massive storm, he's actually asleep in the boat. He speaks and what happens? The waves die down to just this lake. Calm. I have a hunch that's way too many people walking around in our world internally with a storm, internally with waves out of control. Yet Jesus wants to speak these words over you, over me, and a resurrected life with Jesus, you can have peace. Peace be with you. 
Jesus is peace. He's with you. And we can own that. Anyone hear me today? Cool. Jesus keeps speaking. Remember, all these words are his words. Major themes. Once he rose from the dead. Next one, thanks, Noah. This is actually with his disciples again. And goes eight days later, this is just over a week since I've seen Jesus, they were together again. And this time Thomas was with them because he wasn't last time. What's Thomas's nickname? The Doubter. Thomas the Doubter. That's it. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as Jesus does, he appears as before and he was standing among them. And what does he say? Anyone follow along? Peace be with you. Peace be with you. He said, and then he said to Thomas, see, Jesus knows exactly what's going on. He knows you so well. He knows me so well. He knows all of your unanswered questions. He knows all of your concerns, all of your troubles. He knew exactly what was going on for Thomas. He knew exactly that Thomas was doubting and Jesus was totally okay with that. He just wanted to speak into it. Directly, intimately, personally. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger in here. And look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound on my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. And then Jesus told him, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. That's all of us in this room. We're blessed. Now, it comes to a point of belief. The entry point into the family of God, into the kingdom of God, is your belief that Jesus is God. That's the entry point. Now, you can try and work it out. You can try and understand everything there needs to know about God and the Bible and creation and history and theology and good luck to you. There's more than a lifetime work there and you'll never get to the bottom of that. It has to get to a point where you and I answer the biggest question we'd ever answer in our life and that's who we say Jesus is. Thomas, he walked with Jesus. He talked with him. He was his mate. He was on the journey for three years with Jesus. He knew him and yet he still had doubts. But Jesus leads him to a point of decision that says this, don't be faithless any longer. Believe. A conscious choice, a conscious decision that you and I have in our free will to believe that Jesus is God, to believe that Jesus gave his life for me. It gets really personal now. To believe that Jesus forgives my sin for all time. To believe that Jesus has made me right with God. No barrier between me and God or you and God. It's all about belief. It's all about faith. No one else can do that for you. You can be in a Christian family, but it takes your decision. You don't have to be in a Christian family. It takes your decision. I wonder whether today, I wonder whether today, that today is the day that many people can choose to believe. To go, I am not going to be faithless any longer. I choose to believe. Anyone hear me today? Anyone with me today? No, are they two of your hands up? You're like doubly with me. He is doubly with me. 
Let's go to the next one. Here's, another, here's some other words that Jesus says to his disciples in John 20. That's where Sue read from before. Again, he said, peace be with you. Pick up on that theme, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, this is Jesus talking, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus' resurrected words is before he ascended to heaven was that I'm sending you. There's still words today that are for you and me. Jesus is sending us. We're actually on mission. See, we can celebrate on Good Friday that Jesus' mission is finished. Gee, what's going on with my words today? He's finished. Paint fumes. It could be paint fumes. I'll take that. <laughs> Jesus' mission is finished. However, God's mission in his world is being completed by you and me. They're both true. Jesus did what only he could do. You couldn't give your life for anybody to save all humankind. We can't do that. We've got sin in our life. Jesus didn't. He was the perfect sacrifice once for all time, and he hung on the cross and said it is finished. And then we celebrate that he rises from the dead and he appears to his disciples and he starts this new commissioning that says, I'm sending you. I'm actually sending you. I'm going to give you my spirit and I'm going to send you. Anyone hearing me today? I'm sending you. It's great. Jesus says again, next slide. He's with his disciples again. Like he was always connecting with them in this space. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given, this is Jesus, all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. Be certain of this. Make sure you know in your gut, in your spirit, in your mind, that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So you and I have an invitation into a life far better than we could ever live on our own. And that is because you and I have a promise that God's with you. He's for you. He's with you. He loves you. He's with you always. As we go, as we speak about Jesus with other people, he's with us. He's with you all the time. There's nowhere you can go that escapes his love or his presence. I don't know about you, I want to be way more aware of that truth in my life. That Jesus is with me, always. Anyone hear me today? Yes. Now, if you had opportunity to say your last words to the people that were closest to you, what would you say? You don't need to answer that. But Jesus had that opportunity. He lived, for, he lived for 33 years. He gave up his life on Good Friday. He rose from the dead and he appeared for about 40 days and met with people, spoke with people, quite often the people that were just closest to him in life. And Jesus' last words that he spoke in a physical body like that on earth were these words. They're in Acts 1. Can we go there, Noah? Thanks. This is Luke saying in the first book, I told you about everything Jesus began to do and teach till the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen disciples further instructions through the Holy Spirit. 
And during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. He talked to them about a life that's far better than we could ever live on our own. And once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift of promise, as I told you before. John baptized with water. Just in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Next, Noah, thank you. Doing a great job, buddy. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When I first became a Christian, I had a doubt in my mind, is the gospel really for me? That happened in a place all the way over there. Is it really for someone? Little old Kev on the central coast. I was a bit younger then. Is that for me? To the ends of the earth, we are in that. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching. Can you picture it? Can you imagine that? This is the resurrected Jesus. Last words. As they were hearing him say these last words. He was taken up in a cloud. They were watching. They could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday, but someday, he will return from heaven in the same way that you saw him go. You see, Good Friday, like Jeff said at the start, even before creation, what happened on Good Friday was the total focus point. It was all about Jesus coming into this world and to give his life. From, from all of history, from before creation, all the prophecies, it all pointed to Jesus giving his life. And he did. And he said, it is finished. And now you and I are in this unique time in history where there is another event that will happen. It will be Jesus returning. And so now there's this, this focus point from this point. It's like, whoa, focus on Jesus dying. And now we're in this unique season. There's going to be another event, whether we see it in our generation or not, where Jesus returns and this age finishes. And in this unique time, he wants to look you and I in the eye and say, a resurrected life with me, you living a far better life than you could ever on your own, is a life with power. I'm going to empower you with the Holy Spirit as you choose to believe. Don't be faithless any longer. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses everywhere. Everywhere. That's you. That's not a few people, that's the whole church. That's anyone who's a believer in Jesus is a witness for him with the good news of Jesus. You and I, as I get the band to come up, you and I have an invitation into a life that's far better than trying to do life on our own. It's a life that's this resurrection kind of life. With Jesus now, it's not just about eternity, although it's a pretty long time. It's about today. It's about how you and I live now. It's about us choosing to take the resurrected words of Jesus seriously, integrate them into our life, and living from that point of truth. Words from a resurrected Jesus. 
I wondered today what you take away from that. Can we have the next slide, Lower Noah, with all the... Um, what are you going to take away today? Because all of this, and way more, is a life far better than you could ever live on your own. But if we can look at these words from Jesus in his resurrected body, in that unique time where he met with the people closest to him and he spoke this kind of truth, and this truth resounds today. This is just as relevant today than it was when Jesus spoke this. What are you going to take away? What are you going to take with you? Is it do not be afraid? Do you feel like you're living a life of fear? Is fear always in the mix? Are you going to take that? Are you going to take Jesus' words seriously and go, I choose to not be afraid? Or are you going to take peace? How's your internal world? Is it a a space of peace and contentment? Because Jesus wants to look you in the eye and say, peace be with you. Or maybe today's a day where you choose to be faithless no longer. That this day is the day that you choose to believe that Jesus is God. This Easter Sunday, 2021, is the day that I choose to believe that Jesus is God. Maybe that's you today. Maybe it's, I want to be sent. I I didn't realise that was me. I want to go. I want to be on mission with Jesus. I want that's the most adventurous thing you can do with your life. That's the most satisfying thing you could do with your life. It's the most rewarding when you sense that God's working through you. It could be kindness, it could be a smile, it could be sharing the good news of Jesus. It could be sharing your story, the hope that you have in Jesus, but you're sent. Maybe It's like I want to remember every day that Jesus is with me, always. Or maybe you would say, Jesus, I receive your power. I don't want to do this life on my own. I don't want to do anything in your name on my own. I want to do it with the power that you give me through the Holy Spirit. What would it be? Like all of that is in the mix of a resurrected life with Jesus, that kind of life. But if you had to go, I'm going to take one thing away, what is it? Have you got something? Because I want to pray that in our lives. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that your love for us is far greater than we'd ever know. But I thank you that this Easter, that we can stop and remember the truth about you, Jesus. what you did on the cross for us, how you gave your life so that we are completely forgiven, completely made right with you. And Jesus, you accomplished your mission. You finished your personal mission. And then Jesus, you kind of hand the baton to us and you've given us this message of good news for all people, for everyone. And God, I pray we'd take it and we'd complete your mission in this world. Lord, I want to pray for all of us here today, me included, that we would take your words 
your instructions really seriously. God, help us to integrate your truth and your instruction and your living words into our life. And I pray today that maybe one of those phrases or words, God, I pray, help it to stick. Help it to become who we are. Help it to become the way that we'd live. Lord, I want to pray today for anyone that's living in fear that from this day, Lord, that those words, do not be afraid, would sink deep into our soul. Lord, for when there's conflict and stress and internal waves, God, I pray that today that we would hear you personally say, peace be with you. And we receive it, God. May that over time transform us into really peaceful people. Thank you that's possible in you. Lord, I want to pray today for anyone that has chosen to be faithless no longer and to choose to believe. And I thank you for the party in heaven every time someone believes. I thank you for that, God. Lord, help us to be sent people. Help us to partner with you in your mission. Help us to know that you're with us always. And I pray, God, right now that we would know of the power of your spirit that you've given every believer. And God, we want to trust you and your power to live in a way that's far better than we could ever live on our own. And so today we commit that to you. We thank you for that kind of life. Help us to live that life with you and complete your mission in your world for your glory. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.